be reading out of Mark chapter 10, um, just a few verses here, starting in verse 46, be reading through verse 52. It says, And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, this is Jesus here coming out of Jericho, it says, Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried the more a great deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. And I'm going to read one more scripture here. You don't have to turn there. Psalm 34 and 6 says this. It says, This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all of his troubles. And just for a minute, I want to preach you on this thought. If I could title it, I would title it this. A signal sent, a signal received. A signal sent, and a signal received. You see, these are two very different passages of Scripture, but there is one thing they have in common. In both of them, we read of a signal that was sent, and a signal that was received. In, this, uh, in Mark chapter 10, it says, And he cried the more a great deal. That's a signal sent. And it says that Jesus stood still. That's a signal received. In Psalm 34, it says, This poor man cried. That's a signal sent. And the Lord heard him. That's a signal received. I remember a time when I was lost in sin, but I came down to an altar, and I called out to Jesus, and that was my signal sent, and he reached down, and he saved my soul. That was a signal received, and I believe that there's some people here tonight. You've been crying out to Jesus. You've been calling on the Lord, and it doesn't seem like you're getting anywhere, but if you just cry out one more time, I believe that we would get a signal received. That we could hear from heaven. That we would hear from the Lord. I believe that if you just cry out one more time, we could get a response from heaven that says, Signal received. Help is on the way. That's what we see in Mark chapter 10. We see a blind man, a beggar, someone who was broken, someone who was defeated, someone who felt disabled. But then we read a cry of desperation. And then it says that Christ stood still. Christ stood still. That was his signal received. Hallelujah. The first thing we see in this story, we see the cry of the man. And I don't believe that this was just some ordinary cry. I don't think that this was just a regular request, but we must understand this man's condition before we can truly understand his cry. You see that blind Bartimaeus, he he had been blind all of his life. He had been nothing but a beggar, nothing but a poor man, placed on the side of the road every single day to ask of alms. He could not provide for himself. He couldn't do anything for himself. Can you imagine how defeated and how discouraged he must have felt? How down and depressed, how lonely he must have felt. 
You see, this wasn't just something that happened during his life, but this was something uh, Bartimaeus was born with. It was a lifelong hurt, a lifelong pain, a lifelong disability. And as we're reading about this, uh, there were several commentators that I, I read about that said not only was Bartimaeus blind, but he was the son of a blind man. The son of a blind man. That's a truly hopeless condition. That is a truly hopeless condition. But then Bartimaeus heard that Jesus was passing by. And then we read about how he began to cry out, Thou son of David, would you have mercy on me? And I don't believe that this was just a quiet cry, that this was just a soft whimper. But this man was in despair, crying out to Jesus, Would you have mercy on me? After the cry, we see condemnation. The crowd begins to tell him, be quiet, just keep your peace, hold your peace. And let me tell you, friend, when you begin to cry out to Jesus, the devil's going to try to fight you. He's going to try to stop you. He's going to bring things to your mind like your past, your failures, your shortcomings, things like you're not worthy of it. But you just got to cry out the more a great deal. Whenever there's condemnation, we just got to cry out more. And I believe maybe some of you, you've cried out before. You've tried your best, but then the devil tried to condemn you. He brought things up from your past, but don't you give up. But you need to just cry out again. Don't give up, don't give in, but you need to cry the more a great deal. What would happen if we would say, I don't care what the devil says. I don't care what anyone thinks, but I'm not going to stop till heaven hears my cries. I'm not going to stop till I get what I need. I'm not going to stop till I get a response from the Lord. What would happen if we would get desperate about what we need from God? Hallelujah. Because he is reachable. Jesus is reachable here tonight. You see, that's what we see Bartimaeus do. He didn't let the crowd control his cry. He didn't let the devil stop him from getting the breakthrough that he was needing. And we see that after he pressed through, the Bible says that Jesus stood still. What a remarkable statement that Jesus stood still. That's a signal received. How amazing would it be if Jesus would stand still in this place for you? If Jesus would just stop by for you, he stood still not only because he heard the man's cry, but because he cared about him. How do you know that Jesus cares about you? What an amazing fact that Jesus loves us, that he cares about us. You see, the love of Christ is greater than any other love. Don't let the devil lie to you and make you feel unlovable like Jesus doesn't care. You see, how do we know that someone loves us? Because when someone loves us, there's evidence of that love. And I don't know about you, but I see plenty evidence of the love of Christ. Whenever I think about Calvary, I see evidence. When I think about the blood he shed for me and you, I see the evidence. When I think about the nail-scarred hands, I see the evidence. There's plenty evidence to know that Christ cares about you. And he wants to stand still for your situation. He wants to stand still for you. I believe that he's here. And he wants to help you in your problems, in the midst of your chaos, because he cares. I believe he's in, he's in this place and he desires to help us. As I was writing up this sermon, I, the song came to my mind, that old song that says, just reach out and touch the Lord as he's passing by. You'll find he's not too busy. It says you'll find he's not too busy to hear your heart's cry. He's not too busy for you, church. He's not too busy to stop for you and your situations. 
We must understand that, yes, Jesus is in this place, and he's here because he loves you, and he's not too busy for you, but we must reach out and touch the Lord. We must reach out and touch the Lord. If Jesus would have stood still for Bartimaeus, and Bartimaeus would have just sat there and not did anything, he would have never got healed. He would have never got his breakthrough. He would have never got what he needed. But Bartimaeus had to reach out. You see, there's no other point in the Bible where we, we read about Jesus passing this way again. This was the last time he was passing by Jericho, through Jericho, through this way. And Bartimaeus made up in his mind, I might not get another chance. So while he stood still for me, I'm going to reach out. I believe that while Jesus is standing still, what we need to do is just reach out to him. Just reach out to the Lord because he's not too busy to hear you. He may not have gotten his deliverance if he hadn't reached out. He may not have gotten that victory had he just sat there. But he decided that this is my chance. I'm going to reach out to Jesus. We see that he made his way to Jesus. And the Bible said that Bartimaeus cast off his old garment. Cast off that garment. Excuse me, that garment. One commentator said it like this. He said, Bartimaeus threw off his cloak. He threw off that old way of life. He threw off his coat. Excuse me, I'm getting choked up. He threw off his comfort zone. He was done being defined as a beggar. He didn't just toss aside a jacket or a sweater, but he tossed, he, this was life or death for him. He was tossing aside that old identity, that old way of life, that old way of living. Hallelujah, what would it be like if we would say, Lord, I'm going to toss it all off and I'm going to make my way to you? What if we got in that mindset that this was life or death? I got to get to Jesus. I got to make it to him because only he can do what I need him to do. You see, whenever it says that he cast it off, that old identity, we must understand that the government of the day of Jesus, what they would do is they would issue different garments to the lame. They would issue different garments to the disabled, and it would identify them as a beggar. It would identify them as uh, according to what their disability was, according to their problem. So he was, whenever he casted this away, he was casting away his right to be a beggar. He was casting away that old identity. And I believe that that's what some of us need to do tonight. As we make our way to Jesus, don't you think it'd be alright if we cast it off that old identity? If we cast it off what the devil has labeled us as? If we just cast it off what the devil's been telling us, the devil may have, may have been lying to you that you'll never be anything more than what he has identified you as. But whenever we look at Bartimaeus, we see he may have been identified, but he was not solidified. And I want to tell you, the devil's tried to identify you. He's tried to lie to you. He's tried to label you. But just because you've been identified doesn't mean that it's solidified because Jesus can make you new. It can give you a new identity. I think about in Mark chapter 5. There was a certain ruler, Jairus, Jairus, however you want to say his name. His daughter was dead. And he comes crying to Jesus. And as he's crying to Jesus, we see Jesus. He, he begins to deal with the woman with the issue of blood. And Jairus, he, he begins to get discouraged. Why isn't Jesus helping me with my problem? Why isn't he, he following after me? Why isn't he doing what I've asked him to do? And we see that it says that a certain servant from his house comes and says, Why troublest thou the master? She's dead. She's dead. 
But I like what Jesus says whenever he finally gets to his house. He says, the damsel isn't dead. And we have to understand that this was more than just his daughter. This was his hope, his peace, and his joy. And the devil's trying to tell you that your hope is dead, that your joy is dead, that everything you've dreamt about is dead. But Jesus is in this house saying, the damsel isn't dead, that your hope isn't dead, that your joy isn't dead, but it can live again. He can he can revitalize whatever, whatever it is that the devil's trying to lie to you about. I think about Ezekiel 37. We read about the valley of dry bones. And the Lord says to Ezekiel, he says, he says man, can these bones live again? And he says, Lord, thou knowest. Ezekiel says, Lord, thou knowest. He says, well, prophesy to the winds that life would be breathed into these bones. Hallelujah, you know what you do with bones? Typically we bury bones. But what the Lord was saying is, don't bury it until I breathe on it. And I believe the Lord's saying to the church tonight, don't bury that situation till I breathe on it. Don't bury that dream. Don't bury your hope. Don't bury that family member because I'm still breathing. Hallelujah, don't bury until God breathes on it. I believe he wants to breathe on it tonight. I believe that he wants to the wants to tell you that your situation isn't hopeless, that it's not dead, but you can live again. That you can live again if you just cry out to me one more time. If you just call on me one more time, I can bring it back to life. Don't bury it until God breathes on it. Because when Jesus stops for you, you can cast away that old identity that says your situation is done for, that there's no hope. You can cast it all aside and say, I know a man that can. I know a man that can give me a new name, a new identity. I don't, I don't have this in my notes, but I felt like saying it. Most of you have heard my testimony. I, I, I was, I'm a son of an alcoholic. His dad was an alcoholic too. In all my life, the devil's tried to identify me as nothing but a son of an alcoholic. But then the Lord saved my soul and I'm no longer known as the son of an alcoholic, but the child of the king. He can give you the new identity. If we just call out to him, if we just reach out to him, he's here in this service. I felt him all throughout the service. We sang about Jesus. We worshiped him. And I believe that he's here and he's making his way across the front. And he wants to stand still for you. And if we just cry out, the more a great deal. And we would make up in our mind whatever it takes to get to Jesus. I'm done being labeled by this situation and by this problem. But I'm going to get to Jesus. I believe he wants to do a great work here tonight. I'm closing if someone could come to the music. There's a story that I read about a man. This man was a fisherman by trade. This man, he lived on a boat. It was a houseboat where he fished. He did everything. That's how he made his living. And it was only once a week that he got all of his supplies delivered to him. So it was right after he got everything delivered. Uh, he went out to sea to fish. And, and it's just a bout of bad luck came. And uh, his anchor broke off. And then his anchor broke off. And he ran out of gas. And he was just stranded there in the middle of the sea. And nobody noticed for, you know, at least another seven days before they came back for a delivery. And he wasn't there. And this man was lost in sea for 24 days. 24 days lost at sea. And this man, in an interview, he says, you know, I'd lost hope. I tried my flares. I shot up my flares. You know, nobody saw them. I tried to write help on the top of my ship and hope, you know, maybe a plane passes by and it sees it. But the rains washed it off. 
He said, and I had almost given up hope, but then in the distance I saw a ship passing by. And this man got creative, and, and his la as a last resort, what he did is he grabbed a mirror from his ship, and he began to reflect the light off of it. And that light from the reflection caught the, caught the captain of the ship's eye. And all of a sudden, this man said, I saw that ship turning, and there was only one thing that they said to me. Over the intercom, that shipmaster said this. He said, signal received. Signal received. And I know you've cried out before. I know you've, got, you've, you've done all you can. But if you just try it one more time, I believe the Lord's looking at you saying, signal received. Signal received. Hallelujah. If we could all stand. You know, I believe that there's some people here tonight, and you feel like you're lost at sea. You feel like this man. You feel like you're in the middle of a storm. You feel like you're going through the battle of your life, and you're thinking, I might just go under. But if you'd cry out to Jesus just one more time, if we would send that signal up to heaven just one more time, I believe the Lord's here, and he wants to say to your soul, signal received, help is on the way. I thought about that song that says this, you've prayed all night, you've held on with all of your might, but child, your cries have awoken the master, and I want to echo that to the church, you've prayed all night, I know you've held on, and child of God, your cries have awoken the master, he sees you, he hears your heart's cry, those needs that no one else knows about. He's seen you right where you're at. He knows what you're facing. He knows what you're going through. And he's saying to you tonight, don't give up. Just cry out one more time. And I'll meet you right there. With everybody's head bowed and eyes closed. If you're here tonight and you feel like you've done all you can. And the devil's been lying to you. You have a situation. Maybe it's a family need. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's financial. Maybe it's a physical need. Or maybe it's a mental battle. The devil's been lying to you. And he's tried to identify you. What you need to do here tonight is just cry out one more time. Cry out one more time. And the Lord will meet you there. He'll pull you out. He'll give you a new identity. He can do it for you. I know that's a fact because he did it for me. If that's you here tonight and you need to hear a response from heaven, if you'd say, you know what, I've done all I can and I really, truly need to hear from God, would you step out? If you have a problem that no one else can help you with, no one else knows about, would you just step out? Would you step out in faith saying, God, I'm going to cry out one more time because I know you'll meet me here. Lord, I know you'll do it. There's those that are stepping out. Why don't we all come and find a place and just call on the name of Jesus? Call on the name of Jesus. I know it may seem hopeless. It may seem helpless. But if you just cry out one more time, I believe that we could get a signal sent and a signal received here in this service tonight. Oh, would you just cry out to him? Child of God, he loves you. He sees you right where you're at. And he wants to turn it around for you if we just call on his holy name. If we would just put our faith and trust in him, saying, I got to get to Jesus. I got to get to Jesus. Nothing else matters but making it to the master. Because he can turn it around. Don't give up now. Don't stop short of the miracle. But reach out to him. Oh, let the Lord do it. Oh, hallelujah.
So oh. 